様、本当の名は何という十ゲーム、十ゲーム、孤島のすり切れ、カイジャリ水牛の水牛末、雲雷末、風雷末、クーネルところに住むところ、ヤブラコーのブラコーパイポパイポパイポの修林岩、修林岩のグーリン大、グーリン大のポンポコビー、ポンポコナーの超救命の長助。キングダの私の名も順元目順元も五行のセリフで書いてる次元の次元を待つ運来待つ運来待つ空なるところに住むところヤブラコーディーブラコーディーパイポパイポのショリンガンショリンガンのグリンダイグリンダイのポンポコビーのポンポコナーの超級名の長介と Hello everyone and welcome once again to 5 Grams of Iron the official podcast of the manga of the anime of Did I do it backwards? I did it backwards of the anime of the manga of the Hiromu Arakawa I'm your host Eddie Colazzo also known as Solid Snakespear And with me, as always, is Brooks Oglesby. Hey, I'm Brooks, a.k.a. Dolly Farton. (laughs) Sometimes you just gotta gotta go for what you know is gonna hit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was like an hour and a half ago, and I was, was, um, you know, getting rid of some stuff, and I was thinking, oh, Dolly Farton would be pretty funny. I was like, oh, maybe Brooks is gonna come to this with another fucking Panini reference, but... (laughs) Sometimes it's just Dolly Farton. Sometimes you're just dolly shitting and farting. Yeah. Um. How how are things? We haven't spoken two whole days. That's true. It's been a, so. it's been hard. Mm-hmm. Um. Not. I mean, you know, I've been watching season twelve of Family Guy. Not so good. Not their best work. Do you do that for like fun or? I just like, want to see what they're talking about. You know. Mm-hmm. Like I was just watching an episode where Peter is becomes a Nielsen box haver. And he was like, and he so he was talking about so like all the shows that he wanted to make better. But it was like Breaking Bad and Mad Men, and it just takes you back. It's like a cozy blanket to wear. Yeah. Like a nice little time capsule. Yeah, where it's, they'll be like, what if uh, John Hamm, Mad Men, like, did Gangnam Style? And that's like the joke. That's so good. Um, well, how have I you been? Mean, well, well I'll, I'll, say, I'll loop around back into my situation, but... I gotta ask you one more thing, and sure. I don't mean to put you on blast, but I saw it on your Instagram story. Uh, you were at the uh, the doctor's office again. Yeah. Has that whole situation treating you? S- slowly but surely. Okay, coming along? Yeah. yeah I, I gotta tell you, mm-hmm. every, every visit to the ass doctor gets easier and easier. Yeah, you, you just gotta get used to it. Yeah. Um, in my case, last night, um... So me and me, me and Kim were like, let's just put this fucking like freezer lasagna in the oven so we don't spend money on food. And literally seven seconds later, every person in my house is in the kitchen cooking their own individual meal, uh, uh-huh. like <laughs> on the stove <laughs> at the same time. So we're like, I oh, thought you were gonna what? say they all like levitated in like a cartoon cat, like smelling no. the lasagna vapors. We didn't put the lasagna on the windowsill. Cool. <laughs> but we were like, let's get some. Let's get something we don't usually get. Let's let's get some Chipotle tonight. Yeah. And it was a rough night for me. <laughs> yeah. So. So were you? Uh, yeah. Were you? Were you catching up with our boys, sort of on your phone? Yeah, I was. Uh, I said, "Ooh, Chipotle has new carne asada steak. Let me get that." And you know what? Yeah, throw the pinto beans in there too while you're at it. <laughs> I love so, to go uh, to Moe's Southwest Grill and say, "Ooh, limited time buffalo sauce. Don't mind if I do." Yeah. Ooh, that'll be delight. <laughs> devilishly delightful yeah i think i can get home in eight minutes or less let's do it so so uh today i for my meal that i've had today is fucking two pieces of toast with (laughs) jelly on it to kind of balance things out yeah 
Uh, but that that's that's all the energy I need to talk about our special boys. Yeah. Speaking speaking of lasagna. Okay. We do meet Garfield in this one. We do go to how do you say the word at Adelier Atelier Garfield. I've I've been saying it fancily but probably incorrectly because I'm like the Atelier Atelier Les Enfants Les Enfants Yeah. We we meet Garfield Garfield in his workshop that he works at. Yeah. And um, he, he makes his favorite food, paninis. The first episode we're talking about, uh, well, first off, what did you think of these episodes? I like our new friends. Me too. The first I thought one you was, might. The first one was kind of a fun goof-em-up, and then we get, like, character development. And then we, yeah, and we get 22 minutes of grief. I'm sorry to, to do this on every one of our produced shows, but that, like, one like 10 minute chunk of the second episode we watched made me feel more emotions than anything in hbo's game of thrones ever did yeah (laughs) just just something i thought of as i was watching i was like wow this is better than game of thrones yeah that that phone booth made me feel any more than any tardis doctor who did in any uh, episode even the the van gogh one the phone booth um Kind of, uh, for Roy Mustang, when he thinks of that phone booth, it's kind of a symbol of revenge. That's true. It is. Uh, we have to get into the behind the manga to see what, what was really meant by it. Remember when, uh, this isn't related, remember when Sansa Stark says that she wishes she could have tortured Theon herself? I just thought of that yeah. and I wanted, I just needed to get it out or it would just be, mar- be marinating in my skull for the, le- the next hour. Yeah, the show was really good. It won lots of awards. It won Best Drama. Mm-hmm. For the last season. Yeah. Episode 15, Envoy from How the How often in uh, your life, because you go uh, out into the world sometimes, as do I. I try not to, but. Same, but you know, mm-hmm. you, get, you gotta, uh, you gotta grind, get the bills. Rise and grind. Rise and grind. Ride and grind. Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. How often do you hear people mention that the only the last season of Game of Thrones was bad because that happens to me a lot. Basically, anytime I'm forced into a, co- a conversation about Game of Thrones, yeah. Anytime I'm in a group of four t- or more people, it comes up. It happened to mm-hmm. me last night, and mm-hmm. it's just—it's just you—you you, you can't be a person, you know. You just can't. You just can't you sit just... there and be regular. <laughs> what is it? The like the the horrifying ordeal of knowing Game of Thrones is always bad. <laughs> It is truly mortifying mm-hmm. to have to be like, yeah, season seven was good when Olena drank bone hurting juice and Marjorie sent her a fucking dick butt message on. And paper. they just walked into Highgarden because their sigil is a flower, which means they're not good fighters. And Dick Tarly established risk control on his father. <laughs> that that was really good, though. That part was good. <laughs> anyway. Even a broken clock. Let's talk about fucking there's a panda girl here. Well, first we oh, have yeah. to meet the silver alchemist. Giulio Comanche. This Pyro LeFou looking motherfucker. This fucking mo- Monopoly guy, Ace Ventura 2 looking ass. He says, do you like my tricks? And Scar <laughs> says, no, and he kills him. <laughs> so, no, Brooks would like this character too much. He's gotta die. And he just obliterates him and I don't rips know his peg leg off. I don't know if it's just because I've also been catching up on My Hero Academia, but Scar, he's just doing the All Might voice. Yeah. Like, it's just the same voice. <laughs> also, fucking Monopoly guy has the most quirk ability that we've seen so far in my, where it's just like, 
hey, Deku, I'm a big top, and I can spin like a top. That's my quirk. Yep, here I go. I'm going to kill Scar. (laughs) And my weakness is that I can't swim. Sure. It doesn't come up. Colonel Roy Mustang and Armstrong couldn't kill uh, Scar, but Giulio Comanche can be pretty good at it would uh defy your expectations a little bit if he just killed scar within the first three minutes of this episode and he yeah. never showed up again <laughs> um we have a new um opening song yeah what did you like it it didn't grab me yet but that's it, it never like does with, yeah with most first. with most ops it, it takes mm-hmm. me a couple of times mm-hmm. um i did like seeing characters that i recognize you know mm-hmm. i like seeing um you know uh Ling Yao, he was there. I was gonna say, like, wow, they're spoiling this, but they literally appear this episode, so, like... Yeah, I was... Yeah, my first note for the OP was like, oh, cool, a panda girl is here. Uh-huh. And Can't wait to meet her. appears literally as soon as it ends. It's Mei Chan. Yeah. She's here. We do see Ed fighting Scar, which is probably not a spoiler. I bet that won't happen. If you look very... So, there is, um... Not to, to point out spoilers, but there's a part where the camera's, like, pulled far back and you see our new friends from Xing. They're fighting right. someone on, like, a balcony. Yeah. Um, don't look at who they're fighting. Okay. <laughs> and don't look behind Scar in the first shot because there's a fucking... There's a Bruno-shaped rock. Okay. It was there the that. whole time. That was just Scar smashing his face into the rock so everyone could know the shape of the Scar <laughs> so they could identify him. Uh, Mei oh, Ma- Chen's here. She came all the way from Jing to, to, uh, which is the land of Alka history, which is not Alka. It's a fucking made up ass word. But it's like, uh, it's like healing. Basically for, for most of the purposes we'll see it, it's like healing magic. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I have only looked at the first Google result, but just to like make sure I wasn't saying something wrong on the podcast, it seems like it's something that's like made up for the show. It's not an actual like it's branch not based of historical on anything. Al- alchemy. Yeah. And you can it's, tell because it's a worse word to say. I would much rather they're, say alchemy. They're, they they needed the the like for the like Aryan race. They have alchemy, but the Far East they have alka history. It's just if you came up to me uh, a year ago and you were like, "Hey Brooks, we're gonna do a podcast on Full Metal Alkahestrist. I would say, "No, we're not. Absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna do Adam Sandler movies instead." What, Fuck if, you. what if I said we were gonna do? I'm gonna try my best on this one if I can even remember it. I was like, Brooks, let's do a podcast about Hagane no Renkin Jutsutsi. She like okay is what's that one? That's Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, cool. In Japanese. I was like, that doesn't sound like the basketball one that you like. That's <laughs> no, that's that that's uh the basketball which Koriko plays. Right. How could I forget? Yeah. If it doesn't have All Might in it, I'm not watching it. Not even. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Scar doesn't know who this little girl is. He goes to but... the National Building of Being Impoverished. I don't this. know. Like, he turns around and she's like, this is my little panda friend. And he, f- I don't know what his reaction is. It is the funniest part of this two series of very unfunny episodes. Because it seems like mm-hmm. he's reaching out to immediately murder the panda by grabbing its face. It's like he does the shocked face and there's like a bolt through it. And he slowly reaches his arm out like he's going to murder this little panda. Well, it's still like on her arm. But no, the, uh, the panda is Xiaomei. Right, right, and it does Alkahestri. And he reaches his arm out and she says, oh, your tattoo, that was done by Alkahestri. And he's like, yeah, my brother did it. And she says, wow, he must be really good. I bet you like him. I bet you like him and being with him. I bet you love him as much as my hero, Edward Elric, likes his dad. (laughs) 
it's okay. For, for, so first, uh, okay. So she she says that, and then Scar doesn't answer, and then she's like, "Well, I'm here to look for the uh, secret of immortality, and I know exactly how to get that from the noble alchemist with golden hair, golden eyes, and gauntly sporting a red coat." And then it's like he her looks vision. Cool. It's her vision of like Chad Edward Elric. Yeah, the Just tall the full alchemist. Jorno braid. Yeah, it's so good. Um, anyway, I think after this, we cut to, uh, Risa Hawkeye. Just walking her dog. Well, Black Hayate, her dog, you can get him as a pet in Final Fantasy XIV. Okay. And it's just called Black, it's just called Black Hayate, it's the same name. (laughs) Good. It rules. Dude, I lost my mind in this scene, I was so excited. You were, how happy were you to see Barry the Chopper come back? One of the five characters that I've met so far that I was most sure we would never see again. Mm Mm-hmm. Barry the Chopper is back. One thing, again, to compare the show to the Great Game of Thrones, every character who appears has a fucking, like, plot line and a payoff. Right. It's also, so good. Could I also compare something to HBO's Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. So they had a funny scene where there was the Lord of Bones, Rattleshirt. Yeah, yeah. And for their comic thing, they had a thing where Rattleshirt calls uh, Tormund, like, gay with Jon yeah, Snow like, as a he joke. He implies that he's doing gay things. And then he does, he violences him to death by bludgeoning him revenge for being called gay. And that's the big joke of the hard home show that won an Emmy. This shit was very funny because he's like, oh, I will scare Reza Hawkeye by taking off my head like I did in the earlier episode. Uh-huh. And it's just, <laughs> it's just impeccable left. comic timing of her just obliterating his head. Like, cause there's like the pause. He's like, well, get a load of this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And she just fucking blasts him in the head. It's good. Um, so at the same time, they're both like, so Alphonse Elric. Yeah. Do you know him? Oh, you know Alphonse? I know Alphonse, too. Have you heard of Alphonse Elric? So have I. <laughs> um, And then I think it's the next scene that he's just, like, tied up in the fucking yeah, like, interrogation like, you know, room. Yeah. Mustang is there. It's a Mustang, Hawkeye, and someone else who I forget. Probably Havoc. Havoc's probably there. Yeah, sure. Is, ha- um, Hav- is Havoc the... Havoc's not the boyfriend. He's the blonde guy who has a new girlfriend. Yeah, okay. That is happening. Yeah. Okay, good. I for, no, it's I forget the other guy. He has he looks like haggard. He has like black or gray hair and he's like right, I've right, been right. here forever. Um normal. Or, oh no, that's Can't next wait. episode, I think. But anyway, they're like interrogating Barry the Chopper and uh Mustang's like, "Hey, what do you know about philosopher stones?" He's like, "Well, uh the researchers, they took my soul away and then they all died <laughs> so they could become <laughs> philosopher stones." So there, there's no trace of them, and then the government, like, use them, and then use their bodies to create devil magic and dispose of the evidence. And Mustang's like, oh, it's pretty, pretty economical. Uh, what about my friend, though? Uh, he, so he's, he's like, I have one last question to ask you. Do, do, do you know who killed a military officer at a phone booth? And everyone makes very, like, tense faces. And fucking Barry the Chopper goes, was he all chopped up? <laughs> It's kind of my thing. Kind of, you know, that, that's what they call me, you know? Huh? Would have put his ass in the slap chop. But, <laughs> but no, it's not him. Mustang, still, still looking. Anyway. Still sad, um, looking off into the middle distance. Uh, Whimsy comes back. Whimsy comes back. I guess we're still in Rush Valley. Yeah, sure. Um, what you say about his company, you know? Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun point. Fun for yeah, red bartender. 
Anyways, Ed's arm is broken for the first of three times uh, this episode. Again, I don't even remember how this happened last time. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just it just does every now and and then. And what they they go to they go to whimsy and they're like, ah, oh, hello, whimsy. Very nice to see you on such a delightful day. We come bringing good tidings and bearing gifts. And just she looks at his fucking arm uh-huh. busted up. It's good. She gets we learn that even Panini has a job now. She's a roofer, and she works at Garfield Workshop. She she says, even Panini has an honest job now, and look at you. <laughs> even Panini gets in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we go to Garfield Workshop, <laughs> which uh, I guess is where Whimsy works now. Uh, but I think like we just kind of see like an establishing shot of it, and it says Garfield, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. very funny. Uh, and... Alphonse is like off in the corner and he goes off to the sadness alley. He's like, Hey, what'd you find in the sadness alley? Another cat? And he pulls up a man. I found that I found some asshole. And Ed does comedy spit take and spits his orange juice everywhere. (laughs) Break, uh, Al breaks his arm. Fuck, Ed, (laughs) shit. I'm still learning their names. Fuck. (laughs) Oh, god damn it. Damn it, shit. Um, I haven't been the same since Hughes died. Yeah, I know. Um, so they they give him one million bowls of food, this guy, and he's he's like, let me tell you my plot. Um, I came here from Jing, and it, then the fucking map zooms out, and apparently in this universe, there's just a zone called Desert Area. Uh huh. It's fucking Breath of the Wild ass zoom out. Yeah, but uh, and and Ed's like, uh, hey, why did you like take this extremely long route to come here this way? And this guy, he's like, well, I did want to stop and see the uh, ruins of Xerxes, which isn't important and doesn't matter to the plot. No, it doesn't sound that if, way. If, if, if you couldn't tell, the ruins of Xerxes are not important, but Desert Area really is. So Yeah? <laughs> yeah, just based on the names. I've, yeah, okay. I've always wanted to visit Desert Area. Um, and Ed, Ed's like, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird time here. Um, let, me, let me tell you things about... Uh, our world. Hmm. King um, Bradley seems to be destabilizing the militaries around the world. Yeah, Probably there nothing. Just, there just happens to be skirmishes everywhere. Um, and things got it more mil- gotten more militaristic ever since the Fuhrer came into power. Um, just weird. Something I noticed is probably not related. Also, uh, to the north, there's like a big mountain range called Briggs Mountain. And that's also not important. And we'll never see it. So don't worry about it. Um, anyway... This guy finally introduces himself. He says, hey, what's up? I'm Lin Yao, and I don't know shit about alcohol history. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, um, uh, by the way, I'm here because I want uh, to be immortal, and here are my ninjas. They're pretty cool. These two ninjas come out and start kicking Ed and Al's asses. It's sick. I like because, them already. Because, he said, because Lin Yao says, teach me the mysteries of the Philosopher's Stone, and they say, I don't know about it, and then you just get attacked. Yeah. Um. Oh see. man! During the fuck, so fucking uh, Ed fights the younger one, mm-hmm. and he there's this fucking kick-ass shot where he's like sliding down a metal pipe, and he makes a rod as he slides down. It's really, and good. it's just that good Avatar: The Last Airbender shit. Uh huh. Mm, creative. Um, we love so it. So they're fighting these like two ninjas throughout the city, and fucking Ling Yao. He's like, "Oh, hey, pops, give me dessert." It's funny. Yeah. Um. Also, Panini like loves it. Like, she sees explosions going up everywhere, and she's like, I gotta get in on this shit. Yeah. Um, so they, like, the two fights, like, separate, and Ed says to, like, the ninja he's fighting, what are you up to, both of you and that closed-eye idiot? 
Because Ling Yao has, like, Brock eyes. Yeah. And I th- I always just assumed this was some, like, stylistic choice to say, like, this is, like, a stern character. Right. But apparently he just has his eyes closed for real. <laughs> like, Yeah. He's cool. <laughs> he's cool. Um, So, like, they, they fight for a while, and uh, Al is, like, running away from the ninja attacking him. And fucking Panini jumps down, and she's doing the, like, Orange Cassidy gimmick. <laughs> like, she's running with her hands in her, like, pockets next to yeah. him. Like, oh, this is normal. This is nothing. I thought you were going to say she's doing Orange Justice, and I was like, how the fuck did I miss that? I wish Panini did Orange Justice. I bet she will. She will. Um, so, I like, first, the our two Alchemist brothers are, like, getting their asses kicked, but then they, they realize how to, like get one up on their their ninja opponents mm-hmm. they have to to step in wamu's shadow they have to they have to cause cause them problems on purpose and get yeah. them mad they have to use a uh, speaking brain logic uh-huh um so fucking al's al's trick was to have the ninja chase him and then use panini's knee cannon to like blast him to hell right and al like attaches him to the metal wall with alchemy he says, oh, I wonder if brother is all right. And then it cuts to fucking Ed with, like, his metal arm sticking out of the rubble. Uh-huh. It's very good. But it was a ruse. He if you remember, this. Edward Elric was once on an island with his younger brother Alphonse, and they had he to see, catch a rabbit. He said, I chased rabbits, you know. You learned this three episodes ago. Uh, And, and also he realized that, like, as he's fighting this ninja, whenever uh, he says something bad about Ling Yao... The ninja gets, like, mad, and their attacks become predictable. But what was unpredictable was that the ninja was a girl. Bum, bum, bum. Can you believe it? Anyway. <laughs> uh, In a show where literally every girl has kicked somebody's ass so <laughs> far. Yeah. Like, Wimpy kicks Ed's ass every episode. Panini uh-huh. kicks ass. The regular housewife is the best fighter in the show so far. Yeah. A fucking housewife with no bones. She's, like, the world's <laughs> most well-renowned fighter. Pretty good. Uh, so then, like, because they've just been fighting through the city, everything's destroyed. So the fucking, like, townsfolk come up and they're like, hey, are you gonna fix this shit? A fucking Ling Yao, he's, he jumps up. He says, I no understand this country language. Goodbye. Incredible. As he does, like, a little wiggly walk off the edge and just jumps off the building. Yeah. It's so good. It's... <laughs> I, you know, mm. I, I miss greed. I can't believe I'm never going to see him again, but it's great to have Ling Yao right after to fill the hole. Yep. <laughs> one, one's gone. Another one takes his mm-hmm. place. Equivalent exchange. Exactly. Um, so uh, then Al's like, oh, don't worry. I'll fix it with my alchemy. And he just does it. And Ed's like, huh, I didn't know you could do alchemy without a circle. And like, I thought he just could. Like, I didn't know. Yeah, I also, I didn't realize that, but we do get a very funny shot of his internal uh, monologue. About how now older brother's dignity is destroyed. Yeah, because his dignity was based on the fact that brother needed a transmutation circle and is tall. Yeah, I saw God and my little brother didn't, so that gives me Yeah, but now he sees God and is taller than me. Uh And I... I really wish Ed was watching earlier in the episode where he got to see uh, Panda Child's vision. Yeah. He'll he'll have to watch. I mean, he probably has a Crunchyroll subscription now, so yeah, he can always tune in. Um, so then th- they go back to fucking Garfield House, 
Uh-huh. And and Ling Yao is just there like sipping tea. And it's like it's like you bastard, I'm going to kill you dead. And Ling Yao says how cruel and us friends. <laughs> it's it's good. He's cool. I like him. Uh he he gives us some Jing lore about some fucking so, Modao so, Zushi shit about family lines that I just sort of tuned out. So let me Roy, know. Roy, do not interact. <laughs> uh So okay. So he's uh, spoilers, he's one of the Emperor's 200 kids. Uh, La- so the two ninjas are Lan Fan is the the girl ninja, girl. and Fu is the old man ninja. And mm-hmm. they've served my family for generations. Hmm. This is not commented on. It's just good. Um, okay, so in Jing, it's made up of 50 clans with one emperor, and the daughter of every clan has to marry the emperor and have his children. Is good. Um, so the emperor has twenty four sons and nineteen daughters, and Ling is the twelfth son. Steve Martin ass family. He's a pince. He's a pince. But but the, the thing is, he's like. So I came here. So Ed is like, ah, that there must be a lot of like infighting uh, to become the next emperor. And Ling Yao, he's like, yes, that, that's why I want to be immortal, so I can gain favor. Not to, like, I'm going to become emperor and change the system from the inside. He's no, just like, I, I just want, want my dad to like me. He's like, I want to be the guy who fucks. Me, yeah. Ling Yao. Uh, so then he, he, he basically says, tell me about the Philosopher's Stone or I'll tag along. Yeah. And then Ed says no, and you basically see fucking Ling Yao has joined the party uh-huh. on the screen. <laughs> But then w- w- Wimpy comes back and she sees Ed's broken arm again. And there's, she... like, a, th- a three-second shot of her just with, like, a blank look it's cutting so, back and forth between his arms. It's extremely good. It's really funny. She she hangs up her hat and her heavy mm-hmm. coat and she just mm-hmm. says, Ah, another wonderful day at Mr. Garfield's. And then turns around with a mouthful of coffee. It's very yeah, I, funny. So, Mr. Garfield, I, I, the, he's, like, an effeminate man. Uh-huh. Is that, that I don't know if this is like haha look at him or if it's just supposed to be normal. <laughs> I Honestly, guess it's just like Mr. Garfield is shredded. He's shredded, but he's very like, ooh, darling, have a cup mm. of tea, you know. Um I, I trust Arakawa though. Okay. I don't remember how Mr. Garfield's plotline p- pays off, but Yeah. I, I I'm it's in the positive okay. so far. Um so they're like, okay, we're going off to Central uh, see you later. Ling Yao, you can't come. So then Ling Yao says, yes, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be right there. Yeah. Um, it's an escort mission now. We go back to, uh, like, Scar and that crew, and they're also going to Central. Uh, and he <laughs> talk- Scar busts a nut. Scar, he does, he does li- quite literally bust a nut. Uh, he busts two nuts in his hands. So, um, Mei Chan is like, I, they're just like talking or whatever. And she, uh, no, the old man, I forget his name, but he's, like, the asshole guy who tried to, like, get Scar killed, but now he's, like, in debt to him or whatever. Right. He's like, hey, I don't think uh, I actually know your name. What is it? Um, Scar says, uh, the, it, all Ishvala names are gifts from God. So then the guy's like, wow, it must be a really good name then. And Scar's like, thus, I have renounced my name. <laughs> And he just has some truly regular shit about how I'm going to renounce God if I have to. Whatever. 
Let's hit so, it. So fucking May, May Chan, she's like, okay, our adventure begins, and here we go, and I'm solving the mysteries. And Scar says, "This, if this is a road from which I cannot return, I will leave behind all I have received from God. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, mister. Oh, okay, buddy, do you like Would you that? like some more boiled peanuts? Oh, shit, Salim's here. It's <laughs> <laughs> me, Salim. I wasn't in this episode. You missed me, huh? Um, and then we have a new ending song. Let it all out. I missed the drawings, but it it will draw on me. I did like the drawings of the other one, but... Yeah, I like seeing a fun crayon drawing of Alphonse. I have to admit, I wasn't paying attention to the animation so much because I was like, okay, it's time for the song that gives me three minutes to fucking hatch more Dreepies in Pokemon. Sure. So, I would like to say, Pokemon Update... I've been, like, uh, it's not Wonder Trade anymore. It's, like, Surprise Trade. Got some good shit. I got. I have all three starters now. Just oh, from cool. Surprise Trade. I've been trying to get Surprise Trade to work, and it just sort of says searching for three hours, so I like it so You far. have to hit, you, you have to make sure you're actually online first. I did, it still doesn't work. It doesn't work? It sucks. The whole, uh, please, Nintendo, learn how internet works. I am paying 19 American dollars per year to get the most premium online service possible. I'm paying $19 a year to have a pop-up saying some random person's like, Hey, I found a really strong Bisharp. And I and I say, I'd like to help you fight it. And they say, no. And then <laughs> my fucking Switch crashes. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, that's the first episode. Uh, let's check in with the Patreon.com slash Thrones, Where if you like, you can donate to us. Um, at $1 a month, you get access to all of our bonus content, including Words and Deeds. We just finished talking about Metal Gear Solid 2. Ooh, you're saving that one. Passion Fruit LaCroix, huh? Passion, <laughs> passion Fruit. <laughs> That's right, Snake. Pamplemousse. Um, what kind of fruit is passion? <laughs> I, I have my, um, big, my big jug of Snapple drink. Oh, nice. So, so no fun cracking. No fun open. sounds? Yeah. Uh, we, we finished Metal Gear Solid 2, which many are saying is the best Metal Gear Solid game we've talked about up until this point. Mm-hmm. But to know, to know for sure, you'll have, you'll just have to give us a dollar. Many are calling it the undertale of the immediate post 9-11 period. <laughs> many are saying this. We all came together mm-hmm. and it, it taught us that we could enjoy video games again. Um, also you'll get, uh, you'll get to listen to Carry Me Home. We were going to record this weekend, but, uh, Kim has a lot of like school stuff to do. So it'll be up next weekend. Uh, That's a, it just means you have more condensed carries in the month of uh, in the months to come. Exactly, because it's going to be sooner because we're doing uh, the Ginch. Ginch. Stream. So next month, big plans. We're going to be for. Uh, I, I guess both of these are for like whoever wants to watch if they're on Twitch. But yeah. we're going to be streaming uh, Middle Gear Revengeance. We're going to be playing through that, and we're going to do a Ginch live stream at some point before Christmas. Pretty so good. Stay tuned for that. Um, at five dollars a month to get that, plus uh, you can send in an album for us to talk about on Fun Point, our music podcast, and you get a shout out at the end of episodes, which we always remember to do. We've famously always done it. It's sort of the light bringers of Full Metal Alchemist podcast. Yeah. Um, and at ten dollars a month, you get all that plus special user status in Discord, and we'll create a wrestler in Fire Pro Pigot Championship Wrestling for you. Uh, we got we got to get a road to Wrestle Kingdom going. Yeah, it's coming up. The, it's coming up. Uh, Patreon.com slash Post Game of Thrones. Thank you. 
Um, next up, episode 16, Footsteps of a Comrade in Arms. Normal title. Um, can you, you introduce this episode? I need to take a big sippy of Snapple. Yeah, sure. The gang is at the, the boys, uh, and Wimpy, I think, are at the train station, and, uh, Yao Ming's followers can't find him. Um, mm-hmm. he's busy, like, he's still, oh, he's busy, like, being by himself and, like, being deep on top of a clock tower and being like, damn, countries are weird. Yeah. He, he does, he, he says, there's something weird about this country. It's probably all the war crimes. Yeah. But mm. something's weird about the Ishvalan War of Extermination. Yeah. I can't quite put my finger I'll on table it. this for later, but I have much to think about. Uh-huh. Um, then we go to Barry's shithole apartment. Barry's shithole. Fucking Havoc is here with treats. But it's, like, not even just, like, oh, I went grocery shopping. It's, like, a full picnic basket with, like, a bottle of wine and a baguette sticking out of it. <laughs> um, And Barry the Chopper is here playing chess with this other guy. And Barry's like, this game sucks. It's boring. I wish I, wish I was outside chopping people to bits. <laughs> can I at least go out and chop somebody up or at least hang out with Reza Hawkeye? He, he says, can I go chop someone up? And Havoc's like, no. He's like, can I chop someone up at night? And he's like, no. <laughs> it's not better. But then he's like, well, at least have Reza Hawkeye come to hang out. And Havoc's like, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Does she enjoy being in One Piece or several? Uh, we're, 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 jury's still out. I'll let you know. Um, so then the other guy, he's like, please, like, I've been here for days. I need to get out. Is there any good news? And Havoc is like, there is good news. I have a new girlfriend. That feel when GF, he says. That feel when GF is like the fucking, like, sunlight explodes behind him. Uh, it's good. It's, I already thought it was fun and good. Like, I was it, like, oh, funny joke. And that, that's gonna be the end of it. It fucking pays off! Like, it's incredible. <laughs> the show is so good! <laughs> I know that, now we've had some discussion recently in our Discord chat about how, like, our brains have been destroyed by HBO's Game of Thrones to the point where, like, anything that is even, like, baseline sensical, we're uh, like, this well, rules! See, I know, but the, the difference is, but like... But this is good! It's The reason it's good is because they take what you think is just, like, a funny minor comedy character trait. Yeah. And, like, make it a major plot event. Yeah, it's In really a way good. that's good and makes sense. Yeah, where it's not it's not Olivar showing up and being like, Hello, I have seen the one gay character's birthmark and I'm evil now. It's what's it's not Carl fucking Tanner being no, evil for three episodes. Drinking wine out of car out of your fucking Mormont skull. I'm drinking wine out of Barry the Chopper's skull. <laughs> Dude, Barry the Chopper would have loved Carl Tanner. They would have been good friends. Remember how Jon Snow is the best fighter in the show, except in the one scene with Carl Tanner, because in that scene, it's like, your sword lessons didn't teach you how to fight in a bar. Yeah. It didn't teach you how to fight in an old Wildlands house, did you're, they? You're, you can't do this in Craster's Keep. You betcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyways, Ling Yao collapses and he needs food. He, he he just does the fucking same scam everywhere, but in this case, he tries to scam cops. And God, he's like, I, I'm the most scammable person in the world because I didn't even realize it was scam. It's the same exact thing he did when oh he met. I, just, I was like, oh, Ling Yao, he must have some sort of like low blood sugar thing or something like that. I can't wait to find uh, Brooks, out more about it. I should buy him an entire dinner. He's a prince, Brooks. He has money. Yeah, but I didn't, you know, fool me twice. 
you thought this was like when funny uh sensei like when blood comes out of her mouth you thought this was just like yeah, a I weakness. Thought this was like his yeah his one thing is that like if he doesn't he has dungeons and dragons disease where if he doesn't take a short rest after a while mm. he, you know he needs to recharge at the end Anyways, he gets arrested by racist cops. He gets arrested by racist cops, so they say, drag this illegal away or something. Like, yeah, because he doesn't have a visa. Mm-hmm. Little do um, they know that he's Pence. Uh, so that happens, but it's like, haha, funny comedy. Um, and then fucking both Ed and Al look into the camera directly at the viewer, and they say, I wonder if Mace Hughes has any new info for us. Um, and then, oh yeah, they're like, we should go tell Colonel Mace Hughes about the hum- homunculi that we learned. That yeah, we learned about. And then they run past the phone booth. Yeah, it's <laughs> the Mace Hughes Memorial phone booth. Yeah. You fucking um, love to do calls from there. Hey, do you remember Sheska? Yeah, uh, Shalasheska's here, and she's doing Sh- library stuff. <laughs> Six books, more than enough to kill anything <laughs> that moves. Um, anyway, she, like, some... I'll, tra- I'll transcribe the library books with this off! With this! <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, fucking Ben Stiller is here, and I can't believe I didn't know about this guy. I, yep. Okay, so first, so first what happens is, like, uh, some officer comes up and is like, hey, uh, Sheska, I need to get into the, uh, like, book room. And she's like, oh no, it's very dirty, let me clean it up. And she's like, okay, I'll come back later. But we go in, and fucking Mustang is just in there asleep. Um, and she's like, hey, Mustang, uh, you should probably rest. And he says, no, I have to go to a meeting. I have to go have grief. So he does. Uh, but then, uh, Colonel Fokker is here. Yeah? Colonel Fokker. This is why everybody was laughing at Meet the Fockers when we, at Pegot Meetup, because they were remembering Captain Fokker. They remembered Captain Fokker. Uh... He appears several times in this show. Yeah, and Captain yes. Fokker was like, let's do a bris at the dinner table. Hope nothing flies into the food. Oh, anything. <laughs> anything can be milked. <laughs> okay. There's a third one, actually, after this. This isn't even the last one. <laughs> and we'll put it on at P-Got Meetup and everyone will love it. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Colonel Fokker is here. And he's like, what's Mustang doing in there? So Sheska, she's like, oh, I don't know if I should say, but uh, he said something about the fifth la- laboratory and he was looking into the Hughes case, but he like got me my job, so I don't want to be mean to him. And Colonel Fokker, he's like, oh, okay, I understand, like, get, get back to work. And then, okay, so then here's what happens. Yeah. We see uh, Colonel Fokker walking down the hall and then another one. But then one of the Fockers turns into just some, like, blonde-haired guy. Yeah, like, a, a, with electrical powers doing the evil smirk at the camera. Yeah. And then f- fucking, like, Sheska's in the room cleaning up, and Fokker comes in. He's like, hey, Sheska, what's up? And she's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> but it just cuts away. Yeah. If, if, you could, if this wasn't apparent enough what's happening when we get to the full metal alchemist, there's, like, the card... Like the splash screen of Fokker with a fucking evil black glowing envy behind him. <laughs> that was my favorite Full Metal Alchemist yet. Yeah, it's really good. Um. Anyways, fucking Mustang is doing the national symbol of like being sad and tired in a bathroom sink. 
And just, like, splashing water on his face. Just, like, showing the camera his, like, uh, bags under his eyes. So it's funny because we see it from, like, behind Mustang, like, washing his face in the bathroom sink. And then it's, like, a shot from where the, like, bathroom mirror would be. Mm -hmm. And Armstrong is just in the stall behind him, but he's, like, taller than the door. Oh, I'm shitting my doo-doo ass in here. It's great. (laughs) It's the secret Mustang uh, Armstrong family (laughs) tradition. I'm shaping the turds into my own <laughs> self for some reason. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> Mustang, get in here. Mustang, get a load of... I Mustang, wish I have, could see this. I have some more information you'll be interested in. <laughs> oh, um, little Edward would have loved this. Anyway, Armstrong's there and he's just like, hey, Mustang, be careful. Like, that's it, yeah. kind of. And then he walks out. Yeah. Hey, the stone ingredient is live humans. See you later. Bye. Uh, so then Mustang walks out of the Duda room, and fucking Ed and Al are here. And he's Ed is like, hey, we came to see our friend, Maze Hughes. How is <laughs> hey, he? Hey, were and, you shitting in there? How's Maze Hughes? Where is his he? his family. So M- Roy Mustang, Riza Hawkeye is there with him. Roy this Mustang. This is the fucking most wild shit in the show so far. <laughs> so Mustang looks at both of the brothers, and he said... Maze Hughes went to live at a farm upstate, and There's then he turns and walks away. There's plenty of room for Maze Hughes and his wife to run around. And make apple pies and play. Uh-huh. Goodbye. Daughter is there. I know, that, I know that my subordinate is watching me right now. Yeah. So, um, they just walk away, and Reza Hawkeye was like, why the fuck did you do that? He's like, well, they already have a lot to deal with. They don't need to know. Risa Hawkeye says, "Not only is it cruel, they'll find out eventually." Like I, like I, moving away from the bit, I actually I like that it's like, oh, he doesn't know how to process his grief, and he's just trying like recklessly to protect people. It is, it's, it is unbelievable that like he's like, oh, this will work. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. And like Risa Hawkeye immediately telling him like, that's fucking stupid, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, um. So then, uh, Maria Ross is here. Uh-huh. And I thought this was going to be a whole, like... Abbott and Costello routine? Like, misunderstanding that just ends, and then they walk away while yes. both saying it, but not understanding it. Yes. Surely, because... Maze Hughes' family will miss him. Well, I'm sure he will when he returns from the barn in the morning, milking yeah, the cow. Because fucking Ed, he's just saying, like, well, when Maze Hughes left... Uh, uh-huh. we won't ever get to speak to him again. And Mar- Maria Ross, she's like, yes, the army gave him a great send-off. Just like right. shit like that. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my god, is this gonna... And then eventually she's like, yeah, so he died. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, no, the way it happened is like, and, uh, she's like, hey, they also raised his rank, uh, two ranks. So he's actually higher rank than Mustang. And fucking brain genius Edward Elric is like, why would they raise his rank if he went to retire to a farm? <laughs> like <laughs> He's not milking cows at all. And everyone gets sweaty and starts full crying. Full metal alchemist. Yeah, full metal then we get the funny uh Colonel Fokker screen. Yeah. Um so Ed is like mad and crying. And Ed, this is Ed, it's like everyone read the script and knew that this would be the time to go to like Maze Hughes' house. Yeah. Because uh, Wimpy goes there. Yeah, and, <laughs> the girl answers the door and goes, Papa? Papa, and runs and hugs her. Yeah. Um, so then, She hey, says, no, my name is Wimpy. My name, they're calling me Wimpy. <laughs> so then, hey, wow, again, our brains have been poisoned, but I thought this was, like, really good character development. 
Oh yeah, that, fir- that first like they're outside of Maze Hughes' house, and Ed is like, "Well, it's my fault that uh, Maze Hughes got dragged in this philosopher's stone shit." So Al, you don't have to like come in and deal with this. And I was like, "No, like it's both of our problem. We both wanted this, and also if people die because of our fucking journey, then I don't want my body back. Right. Like it's not worth it. It's pretty good. Ah, he's fucking twelve years old. It's um, all right. I'm gonna do one more Game of Thrones thing. Okay." My comparison is, like, it's very impressive to me, and it might objectively not be that impressive, but it's very impressive to me that, like, several episodes later, we're still unpacking, like, the ramifications of Maze Hughes' death and just, like, an emotional thing. Yeah. Compared to Game of Thrones, where they say, well, Ned Stark had a great impact on every season of the show, so much so that if you go through it, you'll notice that Ned Stark is mentioned by a character in every episode. Yeah. Where it's just, like, Ramsay being, like, Lord Stark. And, he used and, to live here. Cool. Like, just like... Again, oh, and like, also there's a flashback where he's evil for fighting in a war. For fighting in a war against the best fighter who ever lived, but he wins in a not fair one-on-one yeah, if you, duel. Yeah. Final destination. If you are in an army of 9,000 people and you're up against an army of 8,999 people, then you're automatically the evil side. Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay, so let's see. Ed, he's like, oh, it's my fault. Like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, we gotta stop it. But, uh, I think, is Gracia the wife or the kid? I forget. Uh, I thought wife. Okay, so, uh... What the fuck if I know? Hugh's wife, she says, like, oh, you can't give up or else his death will be meaningless. Like, he right. was always very, like, getting into people's shit, but it was because he wanted to help. So, like, you have to do this to honor his memory. And she's being, like, very strong and supportive, and then they Ooh, fucking cow. walk out Ooh. of the house, and you hear the baby, like... Mama, please don't cry. And then we get like a, a brief montage. Celine, get out of here. We get a brief montage of everyone being sad. But like Ed's is that he's at a very fancy restaurant with a fucking huge T-bone steak with yeah. garlic butter on it, but he can't eat it. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the Theon and Sansa soup scene. Yeah. Um, this is it. Really, is, yeah. If he's like going to fucking uh, Mr. Pericolo's fine dining establishment, Ristorante, mm-hmm. it really is like you should have paid for Ling Yao's thing. Well, he did probably. Yeah, like you have. You should rebuild fucking Auto Mail Valley. Yeah, you clearly have the money. Um. Anyway, uh, he uh, Ed goes to see Wimpy, and they're very sad. And Wimpy is sad because she's like, I was learning how to make apple pie, and then Hughes never will get to taste Mm -hmm. it. Sad. I was going to pay Maze Hughes Tuesday for a hamburger today. I think they, like, hold hands for a second, but it's just like, we're sad together. Yeah. Which is good because... Not in a way of of romance. In a way of romance. Um, Also, I forget, I think I mixed up the order of this. But, okay, so what I think happens is we we cut to, like, the homunculus We people. go to Selise's bedroom. Yeah, they're in, like, monster hell prison. Yeah. And they're just talking while, like, caged gremlins are all around them. Uh-huh. And Envy is like, hey, Envy comes back dressed as, like, the military officer. Yeah. check this shit out. Don't worry, I'm Envy, though. Yeah, unless, uh, Envy's like, hey, um, Mustang is looking into, like, philosopher's stone shit, uh, so let's create problems on purpose. <laughs> Uh, and then, so then we go back to, like, the headquarters, and, like, a bunch of fucking goons walk up, and they're like, Maria Ross, you are now a suspect in the Maze Hughes killing. Come with us. 
Envy just dressing up as Maria Ross and going into Central and being like, I, I hated Maze Hughes. I bet, I wish, I'm glad I killed him. I, I, there's nothing I love more than being at the exact spot where I killed Maze Hughes. <laughs> Suspicious, don't you think? Uh, so then we see fucking John Havoc, like, fucking like. Well, there's, there's a brief mention in, uh, mm-hmm. Hell, Hell Villain Pillar mm-hmm. where, uh, Lust is like, I would love to hang out with y'all, but I have a date with my new boyfriend. Yeah. So then we see John Havoc walking through the streets, and an old lady's like, Oh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Havoc. Havoc, you are having a hot date tonight. This is not really Solaris. <laughs> so, hey, uh, I'm a normal person, and my name is Solaris. <laughs> okay. So he's like, yes, I'm on my way to see my girlfriend right now. Hello, Solaris. And it's, we cut to, like, lust in a dress, and she's like, hmm, Mr. Havoc, tell me more of your fantastic stories. Uh-huh. Wow, wow, Solaris, that's a beautiful large dog you have there, and it's just gluttony wearing a fur coat. Yeah, (laughs) he has fucking Mickey Mouse ears on. He's like, wow, what a cute little little pet. Weird, he's eating a lot of shit the dog shouldn't. Weird. (laughs) Anyway, good episodes. Um, I haven't skipped forward to see... Let me let me just take a quick look now to see what our, uh, two weeks from now, what our homework's gonna be. Um, weirdly, it seems... The preview next week, it seems like Roy Mustang will be upset about something. I noticed that. Maria so, Ross might go on trial. Uh, and I think next... Barry might be there. Uh, ooh, the next ones are really good, dude. Really good? Yeah. Are there oh, any man. episodes until the end where you're going to be like, eh, this episode isn't very good? I mean, like, even if, like, even with this episode, even if it's, like, not like, wow, that was the dopest shit I've ever seen. Like, there's enough of, like, an actual good cliffhanger where you're like, oh, I gotta see where this goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, like, all the plots are, like, beginning to intertwine. Like, people, like, can't hide information anymore and, right. like, different parties or finding out different things like yeah like yeah it's like plot wise not much happened in these episodes like if you if i accidentally skipped these i feel like i could still understand generally what was ha- like i would i wouldn't know who giolio comanche is yeah but like but it's they're good to watch personally uh oh uh i love in the uh i always get mad when crunchyroll has like spoiler kind of thumbnails yeah. But the uh, thumbnail for episode 19, which is a while off, is just a fucking close-up of Barry the Chopper. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. The spoilers, he uh, comes back. He's good. What was uh, the... Uh, who was Papyrus? Oh, the... Just um, like some other murderer guy? He was like, my name is like Steve the Slicer or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah not as cool. Not as cool. Um, so, yeah. Good episodes. Uh, let's get into the questions. Uh, if you want to send us anything, you can find us on Twitter at, uh, at you love to hear it. And we usually post, uh, I usually make a post like the day before we record. So usually on a Friday. Um, let's see. First one we have here. Only got a couple for this one, but I got one that says, uh, please find a good full metal alchemist screen cap for this one. And it's a, uh, drill tweet. Which says, the famous time-tested classic, the Philly cheesesteak, has become sexualized by greed. <laughs> um, so I posted this on the account, and it's the image of greed before he's being lowered into the vat 
of lava, uh-huh. and he says, whoa, how cheesy. That's so. pretty good. And he has blood coming out of his mouth, so. That's pretty good. Um, I hope that's, like, a good, uh, you know, amount of horned up and greed. Yeah, it kind of looks like he has, like, a marinara sauce, kind of, yeah. you know. Uh, which I always get on my Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, spicy meats of all. Uh, next question uh, from at Nickelwolf on Twitter, friend of the show. This one is more, um, your expertise is needed on this one. Sure, man. I feel like you're a scholar in this area. Is Alphonse a room? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right off the bat, just not even... A fucking girl lived in him! So, but, does that mean a regular... So, he has sentience. Is a a normal, like, medieval suit of armor also a room? Yeah, the fucking... The house from Up is a room. I haven't seen Up, but I'm assuming the house is well, a Well, yeah, it's the house, dude. <laughs> The fucking Iron Giant is uh, is a room. It's alive. Is Killer Queen a room? Yes, Dread Cat lives in him! <laughs> like, he wouldn't have the ab compartment to protect him if he was like, oh, I... Like, the whole point of Killer Queen having an arm compartment, litter box in there, uh-huh. is, oh, I need to be able to keep something inside of this. That's where he usually keeps his lunchbox. That's where he keeps his St. Gentleman's pouch, but... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, I don't know why he, uh, Kira left it out, so she gets she could get it. Mm. She just put it in his kitty. Put it in his cat. Yeah, Alphonse is a room, and I... I, like, I'm trying to play doubles advocate on it, and, like, he's enclosed on all sides. He's mm-hmm. empty. People... Mm. Multiple people are in there at yeah. some points. Multiple people can be protected by the elements. Yeah! With this boy. Uh, yeah, so I guess it's uh, confirmed. Yeah. Brother, uh, I, I can't wait to enjoy not being a room someday. <laughs> At, you love to hear it on Twitter, thank you. Um, That's this episode. Next week on Fun Point, we're talking about Weird Al Yankovic. They see me mowing. My front, my front lawn. lawn. It's uh, incredible how I know somehow know all the words to that song but not a single one to actual right and dirty yeah listen respect to chameleon air mm-hmm. but this one's better it is better it's like when um kill switch engage covered holy diver it's agreed like, you can't can't compare it to the original sometimes yeah the remake is better have, i don't want to have you listened to it at all yet it's okay I've, if you haven't i've been through it uh, the polka song fucking slaps. Okay, good. I thought you'd like that. And and it's just a good, again, another time capsule of that kind of right. era. I think, it, I think it'll be fun next week to talk about 2006, you know? Let's get it started. Black Eyed Peas. Huh. Here we go. <laughs> uh, Coldplay. And, I don't know, there are other funny ones. Yeah, there's well, a lot well, of funny songs. We gotta save the takes for next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I believe it's time for the uh, patron shoutouts. Let's hit it, as we often do at this point in the show. D- am I taking it, or are you? Uh, you got it. Ooh, oh, all right, let me get another snappy. <laughs> do you want to do half? Let's do every other one and make it completely unlistenable. Okay, do you have do you have the current Yeah, list yeah I'll pull it up. All right. Okay, yeah, we'll start from... So a special thanks to all of these folks. 
Do you want to start? Uh, you, you take it away. Okay, Caroline Savage. Lauren LeBlanc. Kristen Woodruff. Paul Moran. Andy Clare. Heckaby. We Lord Vegeta. Dan Mike Dawson Silva. Valerie W. Maximilian Rohr. Ziva. Anna Exby. Caroline Carter. Brian Randall. Tufster McGee. Walt. Neve Noel Williams. Breakfast. Yupka. Leaf Crunch. Sarah McClintock. Magenta Rice. Faust Eldritch. Dr. B. Dandy. Kay Darling. Nero Wyvern. Reliet. Skyla Otero. Burgermeister. Barrier Trio. Bean. Bean. <laughs> Magdalene Jen. Silver Air. Ryan Lester. And Nicholas Attaglione. <laughs> So jealous. <laughs> that's that's why I paused so I could see. Yeah, you, had to, first. you had to count even <laughs> numbers. To do, to... I had to do the math <laughs> <laughs> so I could do the funny voices. Yeah. Sarah Lucky Dice Curvy, Audrey Olson, Am- Emily Vanderwolf, Derek Big Great Sword, Big Great Sword, huh? Uh huh. Paul Blart Fleshcart, Andres Gonzalez, Patrick Gallagher, Roy, Destry Hawk, Sarah and Blair, Oingo Zuma, Kua Boingo. Gigantic Larry. Josh Veal. Paul Bechtel. Matt Ribeiro. Hello, it's Matt. It's me, Matt. Um, did you know that Wulu is bad? Ducky Aisha. Elliot Valentine. Alex Schaup. And that's it. Tag team. We're getting it, the belts. it definitely took us longer than usual, but it was, you know, it was, we unionized. Exactly. We, we, uh, t- we took ownership of our patrons' names yeah. in that moment. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Patreon.com yeah, thank slash Game of Thrones. Um, we'll see you next week on Fun Point, two weeks from today for next Five Grams of Iron. Uh, I don't think any Patreon stuff coming up between now and then. But. Listen, it's finals week. Hey, keep an eye out. On your your favorite uh, mm. got Twitter for any announcements of anything else we, we might be doing soon. Just look, no. out, look out for that. I'm what a delightful caprice. A delightful caprice indeed. Anyway, uh, Semper Funny. Sinister uh, Gates. Sinister Gates. <laughs> Johnny Christ. Tom Waits. Tom uh, Waits. Dolly Squarton. Dolly Squarton. God Doesn't Reel. Bye. I feel like we had one for the show. Bye. Bye. Let us know what our thing for the show is. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> We're your lasagna, Garfield. Goodbye.